Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thematic Podcast. My name is Craig Brown. And I'm Daniel Hunt. And we have a doozy for you <laughs> today. This is a question that gets asked a lot. Yeah, that's a great question. I think TikTok Live is going to like it, too. Uh, here we go. Here's the question today. This came through Instagram. Can you lose your salvation on three? One, two, three. No. It's nuanced. <laughs> it's nuanced is your answer. <laughs> okay. No, but I see your point. Yeah. And I would say... Uh, 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 okay. I will say this. Well, where do you want to start, man? There's so many places we Yeah, um, the reason I answer it the way I answer it is uh, I always just answer it like I'd answer it to my kids. So if Titus came up to me and was like, Dad, can I lose my salvation? I'd be like, son, no. Um, to give him the peace. Uh, and, and then I would explain all the nuances. <laughs> uh, and then when I get into it, I'm like, no, but you might be able to give it back kind of a thing. Is oh, how okay. I'll say it. Okay. Yeah, which so, so I think I'm we probably I'm thinking that maybe agree. we're on the same yeah. page here. So. Yeah. No, you can't lose it, but you might be able to give it back. All right, let me let me lay a foundation, and then we're gonna we're gonna jump in it. Here here's the theological foundation um, that is, let's say, extra biblical, but but parties rooted but in parties biblical. both all believe that it's. I rooted think we probably agree biblical. Yeah. So, it, just because I think probably other we've people... we've never talked about this ever before. You're seeing it live. Yeah. So people, you just some of you maybe have heard the terms Calvinism or what's called the TULIP. <laughs> the TULIP is an acronym that describes basically a Calvinistic theological framework mm -hmm. for how to view lots of stuff. Yeah. And it all fits together. You got to hand, hand it to them on that, like total depravity. I can't remember the U. 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 Unconditional election. Yeah. Limited atonement. Irresistible grace and perseverance of the saints. Nice. They all fit together. Perse perseverance of the saints basically is the doctrine that says, once if you're saved, you're always saved. Mm -hmm. You will persevere. There's absolutely nothing, nothing that will stop you from persevering unto heaven because everything else in the tulip makes that a reality mm -hmm. because you're totally depraved. So if you choose Jesus, you had absolutely nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. He made you do it. Uh, Unconditional, Unconditional election, election. He, elected he, he elected you. You, you. can't say you. no to it. Yeah. Limited atonement is the belief that Jesus' death on the cross Was only provided atonement for those for that those he chose people, to save. Which is the worst part of it, in my opinion. Seriously. Yeah. So you could see that we don't believe in the tulip. Yeah. Uh, we're not Calvinists. No, but, we're um, not. We're and then, and then uh, I, irresistible grace is similar. That mm -hmm. if God decides to give you His grace, you, you cannot say no. You couldn't resist it if you wanted it. You wanted to, yeah. So the other side of the that argument would be what's called an Arminian, mm -hmm. um, who basically Jacobus Arminianus came up with five points. Essentially, that are not nearly as memorable. Yeah, that I don't remember because <laughs> yeah, they have this stupid tulip thing. But I am an Arminian. <laughs> yeah, in the, I am also an Arminian. The, the foundation of it is that to whatever degree. We believe that we have free will. Mm -hmm. So, and that the atonement was for everyone, for everybody, and that a good father wants everyone that his heart is that all might be saved. Yeah, and, and that is an actual him. verse. It's actual God verse. desires yeah. that all, all men will come, come to the knowledge of salvation. Yeah, correct. Now, to be fair, the Calvinistic camp does have many verses. They've got some good ones that that lend itself towards that belief too. So. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's not really there's the some smart Calvinists that know their Bible, obviously. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, we're not really saying they're much smarter people than me. Yeah. 
but where I, for where Agreed I land, this is a, oh thank you. <laughs> but this is the thematic podcast, and yeah. and again, what that is is when a question comes your way or a challenge in life, we each have to decide what do I know and what does the breadth of scripture say, yeah. and how do I land on a on a on a conclusion, even though some things are gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like and these are big camps. These Calvinism are huge. and Arminianism are huge camps that how you view. The limited atonement it affects a lot of ways that you uh, totally, you know. And to be fair, a lot of Calvinists will use the term "I'm a X point Calvinist," so they don't all like a four point. Or yeah, whatever. I'm a four point or three yeah. point or five. Point. And that's how many points of the tulip they're like all <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, how yeah. many of the tulip that they agree with? So evidently, you don't have to per se buy into the full structure. Convenient Calvinists. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that like somebody in our camp could say. Man, I believe that I have free will, but I also believe that God is sovereign. Yeah, and that there's a mystery to it and a cooperation to it. Um, Darn it! So all of this <laughs> is a big conversation that was a, is a, is kind of an important foundation because of this per- particular question, which is kind of just a piece of it. Yeah. But also because those terms are used quite often, mm-hmm. and they would be pretty big defining terms that some mm-hmm. like churches or denominations would kind of start with like oh mm-hmm. we're calvinistic mm-hmm. uh or not yeah so, so anyway yeah okay so that's a foundation yeah. there you go so, so we're both Ar- Ar- arminius let's so. just say to put it simply there would be a belief that if you're saved there's absolutely no way that you could ever be unsaved and then there's another camp that would be a little bit more nuanced than that. Yeah. So I would land in the more nuanced camp, but what I believe, so I'll sort of define my belief. I'm, um, I believe in the irresistible or nothing. That's not the way to say it. So when Jesus grabs a hold of you, his grip is so good that he never lets go. That's the way I sort of describe it. And, um, nothing can take you out of his hand. That's yep. the scripture. Yeah. And that, um, he chases you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Right. His atonement is complete, can yep. cover all sins, and his um, his love is overwhelming, reckless, we said the other day. And so, um, like um, the Abrahamic covenant, when he passed through the sacrifice, um, Abraham was asleep. And the symbol there was, even if you are asleep... I will maintain the covenant right. without Genesis your 15. correct without your involvement, which was unheard of. When right. you make a covenant, both parties pass through the sacrifice through blood. Through and blood. if you break your part of the covenant, you deserve the what same happened fate to as the animals. Co- death. Correct. So he passed through for him and, and for us. He does both sides of the covenant, and for that reason, as long as it's up to Jesus, when you enter the covenant, you say, "Jesus, I want your atonement." As long as you don't, because I'm an Arminius, I believe in free will, so I, I always say you can't lose it, but you could give it back. You Like a divorce, you could be like, but as long as you're staying in the marriage, as long as your will is there, he doesn't ever let you go. So you can't lose it, but you could use your will. The only thing more powerful than the grip of our Father is your will, because he... He's, because he chose to, let, he that chose be the to let that. That's how I believe. That's almost exactly what I believe. Yeah. Okay. I whenever I hear this question and it's always worded this way. Mo 90% of it is worded yeah. this way. And I always say my my answer normally 
to go with our three, two, one is no. But so I would say this. Absolutely. You can't lose your salvation. Like I lost my keys. Yeah. Like, oh, it's misplaced. (laughs) So I do not believe 100% you can lose it. I do not believe 100% that you could be snatched from his hand. Mm -hmm. If nothing can take you. Come on. And and I don't even believe that your sin That's can disqualify you. That's it. Or snatch you from his hand. Yeah. Like that is how powerful Jesus' salvation That's is. That's it. It's it's covered. You yeah. are seen through the lens of the Son. When God sees you, if you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So no, you can't lose it, all those things. Mm-hmm. But I think the foundation of all of this is relationship, yes. not transaction. That's right. And I was taught to believe once saved, always saved. I was taught to believe, say a prayer when you're a kid and you'll go to heaven when you die. And the older I get, I just, it's, the whole story is not God saying, just do something at one point in your life and I'll give you a ticket into heaven. And it doesn't matter if you like me, love me, follow me, obey me, care care about me at all. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're in, I guess I can't say no now. Yeah. It's, it's like, this is a relationship. So... I would say I would I think they're on the same page. You can't mm-hmm. lose it, but if somebody says in their heart, "God, I do not want you. I reject you." I don't think that he's going to be like, "Well, right. I, I can't not let you into heaven because you said that prayer when you're 10." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Okay, like yeah. if you if by your will you do not want me, I will let you go to a place where I don't exist, mm-hmm. which is what I think hell is." Yes, I agree. Is a is a place that's absence of the presence of God, mm-hmm. and whether it includes fire and burning and sulfur and all that, I actually don't even think is the point or matters as much as the worst torture in the world would be to be separated from the presence of God. Come on, yeah. And I think in this life, we get a taste of the presence of God and a taste of the absence of God all the time mm-hmm. through light and darkness and good and evil. Yeah. And heaven is to be in the full presence of God forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we agree. My simple answer, no, you cannot lose it. And no, and this is important. I always want to emphasize, no, you cannot sin your way out of it. Yeah. It would, I personally think the only way would be a willful rejection. Yes. So we agree in total. Um, the, The other thing I think that's so powerful is... Think of God like a, a father. You, most people watching, would think it's cruel if I, as a dad, forced my presence on my kids if they didn't want me there. Right. Uh, you know, if I'm forcing my love on them, yeah. hugging them, or they're like, 32 years away. old and you lock yeah. them in the house, and you yeah. say, "No, you, you will live with me anywhere. forever." Yeah. yeah, no, you you'd get arrested because you're. Yeah, that's not love. People aren't understanding, you know, that God by giving us the will to walk away is the only way a stronger being like him can have a relationship with a weaker being like us is to give us the ability to leave. He's all powerful. He's irresistible. He's everywhere. That is the only way we can even have a relationship with an infinite being is he had to give us a sliver of a will. That's the only way the whole system works. That's it. Right. And it's amazing to me, but his persistent will holds our cells together. How brutal for him who loves us so much. He holds us together and he has to let us walk away. And, and as a parent, you know that there's comes moments where your kids are just upset with you and they don't want to be around you in that one moment. And it's brutal as a dad, but you know 
that's like, okay, you're your own person right now, and yeah. space is what you want, and uh, and that is love. Yeah. Um, and so, so I hope you can see the Father that way. That in His ultimate love, He knows that giving us a choice is what you know a relationship requires. Yeah. I have a few more thoughts Go that I'll it. share, and I, yeah. I don't know if you do, but um, number one, I just love what you talked about with your kids at first and how that's your answer, because I do want this to be hopeful, because you, you shouldn't live in fear. Never. Like, I live in no yeah. fear of this, Yeah, because I know either. that I love him, yep. and I'll never reject him, so I know that that I don't have to, am I going to end up in heaven one day? So don't live in fear. Like Yeah, he loves you so much. Yeah, he yeah. loves you. Like, mm-hmm. he wants you, and if you want him, no matter how broken you are, he... He accepts you. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, c- clearly, you maybe have perceived that that we feel that there would be some issues with the Calvinistic framework. Mm-hmm. Now, there's also probably some issues with with our camp, for sure. Um, but this particular issue is interesting because there are scriptures on both sides. Some of the things we talk about in thematic, it's like, here's the scripture. It's like pretty clear. Mm-hmm. It's like black and white. Like, should I murder? Nope. Here's the scripture. Yeah. Like they're hard, hard pass on. There's that. no gray on that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's clear. Mm-hmm. This one, there definitely is scriptures on, on either side. And so for me, when I think about the, the questions, it's like, it's a spectrum. And I think that there are scriptural points all over the spectrum, but everybody mm-hmm. needs to land somewhere. Yeah. And like if the line is here in the middle, you might be here, like really close to this side, or like here, far from this side. Mm-hmm. But like, so for me, I obviously I see, I believe that God is sovereign. Yeah. I believe that God has to draw. And I even find myself praying prayers that you might call Calvinist. Like, I'll pray for people, like, Lord, draw them. Lord, reveal yourself to them. Like, Lord, get a hold of their heart. Mm-hmm. That's not just me saying, like, well, God, it has nothing to do with you. Like, I'm just talking to the person. Like, choose, choose, choose. Like, I know that God has mm-hmm. something to do with. I just think yeah. that it's a it's a collaboration. There's yeah. a, like the God does something, but we also have to respond. It's not like we have no choice in the matter. Yeah, I think one passage that I always love, and it, it's similar, but not exactly the same. But in Romans, it says like, "You are dead to sin." Yeah, and then right after that, he says. So you must consider yourself dead to sin. Mm, now this doesn't have to oh, do with salvation per se, but it's a great message because what he's saying is like, literally the the power of sin has zero power over you once you're saved. Mm. But everybody knows we can still sin all we want. Yeah, you could choose it. It's not like you get saved and you're just automatically pulled out of the ability to sin. Oh man, that'd be so, so nice. what Paul is saying <laughs> is like, this is your reality and. And sometimes the reality of a situation doesn't always play out. Yeah, and now you have to we, agree with and it. And now we have to agree with it. And live in it. Yeah. yeah, come into it. And everyone has felt that. Everyone watching this has felt that. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, consider yourself dead to sin. So mm. I think that it's like the reality of the situation is, I believe, the atonement is not limited. It's it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Salvation is offered to everybody. Forgiveness is offered to everybody. Yes. But we have to Yeah, we, we have also to have participate to, in it. It's, and I'm not saying it's by works. It we is receive work it out by your salvation faith. with fear and trembling, for it is the Lord that worketh in you. Those two words are, you know, work out is via, and then dunamis power is the other work. It's like do the little bit you have to do because it is the Lord that does the big stuff, right. you know? like Right. I love that passage too yeah, in Philippians. Yeah. I always say, hey, God works it in, and we have to work, work it, it out. out. And I if God that. works it in, but we won't work it out, 
we're going to be extremely unhealthy. Like somebody yeah. drinking a whole bunch of creatine and then going to the gym and sitting there and not working out. You're going to become <laughs> fat analogy. and unhealthy and die. Yeah. That's a great It's getting analogy. worked in. Yeah. Oh, it's getting worked in, but I'm not working out. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. So like, and then just one more thing on the spectrum and then you could say whatever you want to say. When I think about, especially the ministry of Jesus, but the whole narrative of the scripture and the ministry of Jesus specifically, I just can't, I can't land in the place that God has specifically chosen some people, specifically created them to never have the ability to have a relationship with him, and he created them just to burn in hell forever. Mm-hmm. I, in particular, think that it, it would make the ministry of Jesus sort of a mockery, mm. because if Jesus, who is God, is looking at people and rebuking them, but he himself is the one stopping them from the ability to respond to his rebuke, that doesn't make sense to me, mm. the, uh, theologically. Yeah, I totally agree. There ha- like I think that God's heart is that we would all... Now, people do have deaf ears, for sure. For but sure. But that people would hear. I'm looking up... Uh, uh, did you want to talk at all about... I mean, we have three more minutes. Did you want to talk anything at all about... Because you mentioned the Calvinistic framework, do you want to cover anything at all that we might that are pitfalls that could come up with this issue about losing your salvation? We covered sin because that's the number one fear. The number one, like what generates this question, seventy percent of the time is a struggle with a battle of sin. Right. In my experience, when I was a youth yeah. pastor, it's like I'm really struggling with this sin. I'm concerned I'll lose my salvation over it. Yeah. So I'll just start. You will not lose your salvation if you battle or struggle with a sin. It's uh, like Craig said earlier, when we are saved, we are dead to sin. You must consider yourself dead and act accordingly in your new creation identity. Um, One of the best tools that I've ever discovered to defeat a battle with sin um, is to remind yourself that you're a new creation and that sin doesn't have a hold on you even after you've sinned. Remind yourself, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Um, it's incredible the power that your new identity can have on you. But yes, you will not lose your salvation even after years of battling with sin. You will, you'll always struggle with it. So just take your new identity on and, and live free as you can every, every day. Um, take it seriously because we don't want to trample the blood of Jesus, like it says in Hebrews, right? right? But yeah, you're not going to lose it over that. I can say that confidently. Any other any other things that you want to cover over it? No, I I think I said everything that I believe. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um. I the other thing is um, we mentioned uh, something that that scares a lot of people, and I'll say this is that um we mentioned this Calvinistic belief that I think is is one of the ugliest parts is that God picks some people and not others, and we mentioned it. So I just want to like kind of wrap it up here. Um. Because I've had a lot of questions before. It's like, so you're telling me that God might pick one of my kids and not another, mm-hmm. or he's picking my kids and not my grandkids. I'll just say what I believe, uh, and you kind of covered it a little bit, like why would God create people and then just to have them burn in hell? Well, just to be clear that the from the breadth of Scripture that I've read, my belief is that um, his desire is that all might know him and that everyone in your life that you love has an absolute opportunity to know him and find salvation and be with you and Jesus forever. So if you're saved and you're still longing for your loved ones to be saved, 
pray for them every day, live out your faith in front of them every day, there's absolutely hope for them. The God that I serve, the God that I know, he doesn't pick and choose certain people and elect only some to be saved. Right. You know, so if that raised a fear in you, I just wanted to assuage that. That's the only yeah. other thing I wanted to address. Yep. yep. Don't live in fear, live in hope. God's great love and salvation is abundant and lavish yeah. for us. And um, Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hopefully that answered the question. Hopefully. All right, rock and roll. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for submitting the question. If you want to submit a question, you can send it to us at thethematicpodcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. or you can go to our website, thethematicpodcast.com, and submit it there. So we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks.